is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Kaylin and Jack. As always, it is January 4th. Happy New Year, boys. How about our basketball team? I mean, it's just like, I, like I was going to try and come up with something fun to say about that, but it's just, how about freaking Michigan basketball being unbelievable? Dude, so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. When fucking... Uh... Hunter Dickinson wasn't really scoring in the first half. Like other people were just picking it up and everybody was fucking scoring, dude. Hunter Dickinson's awesome. Franz is finally like at the level people were expecting them to be at. Livers is solid as normal. Fuck, dude. I'm I'm pumped to get into February and have them play Sparty <laughs> and oh, all yeah. those fucking tough teams. And I thought Brooks uh, stepped up too. I saw him hitting some threes, and I was like, "Ooh, okay, I like Dude, that." He's a he's a professional dunker now. He's gonna join the fucking and one tour, and uh, <laughs> the Globe Trotters, and just put on a show. That oop was unreal. Like that oop would have been so unreal sweet. if Livers did it, but it was freaking Eli Brooks. And I was I, like, I think that's what made it so much better. It was, oh. it was fucking Eli Brooks that did it. <laughs> For sure. It was unreal. I mean, he straight up took that. Tomahawked it a little bit to the side and then boom, came oh, down with it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, I mean, right now, honestly, thank the Lord for Michigan basketball because I am so fucking sick of Jim Harbaugh and every rumor and source and blah, blah, blah. And we'll, we'll get into it a little bit at the end of this podcast, but like, are you guys just so over the whole thing at this point, or is that just me? Yeah, I mean, it was like football season is supposed to be over, and all we hear about is fucking Harbaugh and his contract extension that's apparently been happening for the last month. And it's like you can't escape it, man. You can't escape any of it. Like, if a decision was made, we could at least be like, all right, football talk's over. We can just focus on basketball. But no decision has been made yet. There's rumors that Harbaugh might be going to the NFL, which is fine. But it's still like football is still headlining the news and you can't really enjoy the basketball season. Dude, I'm just like, just make a decision. Just make a decision. One I'm tired, way or the of, other. tired of reading these articles. Just just yeah. let me escape. Let me escape from football. I'm so sick I can of reading. Fully be invested in basketball. Yeah. I hate people who make me read stuff. <laughs> Don't it's make bullshit. me read things. It's ridiculous. This is why we do podcasts. Because we aren't good at reading. <laughs> when, it, when you come out with an article, and then I probably have to pay for it as well. I'm just like, oh, holy shit. How many subscriptions can we have at this point? And none of them, I don't think, have uh, truly know no what idea. they're talking about. Like, What's even worse, right? You're paying for the blog boys. So now you're reading some guy who's like, yeah, my grandmother's sister's niece said that Harbaugh's dog is going to the NFL or something. You're like, what? <laughs> you gotta make all those connections dude it's like i mean and we all know that it's fort Schembechler, right is what they call it like nobody goes in and out of there so it's just ridiculous like some and i i obviously do a podcast with spath and i think some of the stuff that he says i'm like really you know, and I know he doesn't listen to this, so anybody who does, <laughs> you, can, you can tweet it at him, and I don't give a shit, really. But it, it's just like, I, I, it's just he's one of them, and there's 70 other ones. You know, if there were, like, three insiders for Michigan that truly had a pulse, like, then there's something. But nowadays, there's, like, 17 different magazines and websites and blogs, and it's like, there's a rumor from, you know, fucking Bruce Feldman and Mike Florio and like it goes national at this point. Um, Jordan Strack came on. It's like every day there's something new and it's just like, holy shit. Like you said, Caitlin, at this point, I don't even care what happens. Just make a decision either way. Either one's going to be okay. And I'd rather have it be that Harbaugh has gone at this point because I think this is a lot of it is on him for dragging this shit out. 
he could have had a deal by now, in my opinion. He probably could have had a deal a long time ago if he really, truly wanted to, but it didn't happen. And now he's just, like, dragging it out, checking things out. And it's like, dude, fuck you. If you don't want to be here, then don't be here. I mean, I think that's a great point because I feel like like that's By the, the way, thing. hold on, hold on. We straight up just said how much we hate talking about Harbaugh, and we stopped and talking about, about basketball and immediately went straight into it. So. That's how it works, <laughs> man. You just get consumed by it. <laughs> but uh, fucking, like, the whole Harbaugh thing, like, that's the thing. It's like, it seems like he's holding out for an NFL job, and that's what he wants to do. Like, do you think fan? like, I, I'll be kind of, like, pissed when he comes back. I'm like, he doesn't want to fucking be here. Like, he was, you were just looking for other jobs, and I get it. Like, that's your business, your football coach, like, Totally respect it, but if you're looking for other jobs, don't fucking come back to Michigan. Like, just be done, cut the ties, and then, you know, put yourself on the market. Yeah, it could also be like a negotiating tactic, though, too, right? Where he's, like, trying to get, like, an idea of how much is he really worth so then he can bring that number back to Michigan and try to get that number out of him. I I could see him trying to spin it that way, but I'm also like, Dude, like this is why you have an agent. Like Jim Harbaugh, you're the only coach without an agent, so I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> well, it's like why? Um, I mean, how is he going to explain this to anybody? <laughs> like, what were you waiting for? The, the, everyone's gonna say it. Players, you know, other assistant coaches, whoever his new DC is, like all the everyone's gonna be like, so what were you doing during the month of December? And what's he going to be like? Uh, just chilling. No, but <laughs> yeah. you, you had to be doing something. What like you were at least talking to somebody, whether it was Ward and their, your team or them. But um, Spath said it today. And, and this is another rumor that we're just going to keep spreading. So whatever. <laughs> but he said that somebody who he talked to was said that uh, they talked to um, current players right now that are on Michigan's football team. They have not heard from Jim Harbaugh since the end of the season, since the since before that last game, or their last wow. practice or whatever. And so, I was gonna like, say, yeah, it must be last practice, but still, that's, that's a fucking long that. time to not hear from a head coach. That's like you don't really know if he's gonna be back or not. Right? Isn't that a weird? Like, I know that nobody's been around because uh, you know after the season, I'm sure they all went home or whatever for the holidays. But like, don't you think there would be like a fucking team message that goes out or something like that. Like, Hey, Jim here. Happy holidays. Hope everyone has, <laughs> right. you know, uh, we're really excited to get back at it when you guys get back on campus in January or something to that effect. God, like, I mean, you think, I mean, you gotta have some sort of communication with your team, especially right now. That's what I'd assume. I mean, that just makes me feel like it's another reason he's not like, you don't think he's going to be coming back. Because I feel like you're just damaging the culture surrounding your team. And, like, I don't know. I, silence it's, is yeah. never good. Silence it's is ne- never good. No. Like, dude, open the communication channels here, you know? It, 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 even if I was a player and he was like, hey, I'm going to be honest, guys. I'm exploring some options. At least as a person, I'm like, okay, thank you for telling me, you know? Yeah. Exactly. You can at least then, like, everyone knows. And... I, I just don't know how he's going to come back and say that he wasn't exploring other options. Like yeah. what were you doing then for the past month? You know? And so it, it's just, an, it's just a wild concept. And, and all right, let, you now, know what? Wait, what if, what if he came out and he said last month I was watching Ohio state film from the last hundred years. <laughs> I right, them perfect. <laughs> Love the radio silence. <laughs> Do whatever you got to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, that'd be the – if you – he, like, locked himself in a basement and he was just, like, glued <laughs> to – have you guys seen uh, Fever Pitch? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where he's, like they, – they, like, find him and he's just watching this, the same uh, Bill Buckner play over and over and over. <laughs> he hasn't, like, showered or eaten oh in, like, two God. weeks or something. So <laughs> one of the, the assistant coaches, Gaddis, <laughs> has to go in and find Jim Harbaugh in his basement in California. He's just watching the JT with short play over oh and over. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> what a reference. I love oh. the comparison to those two because it's, it's – but pretty much the same thing. I mean, I mean Buckner for the Sox and that for Michigan. I mean, those. <laughs> I think those line up pretty well. That's true. That's true. Could be real. Just saying. Could Fuck be real. Eh. What if he just like goes MIA and he just like never comes <laughs> back again? And they're like, so spring practice has started for everyone in the country. 
Jim Harbaugh <laughs> still has no contact with his team. Uh, nobody knows where he is. We are on day 72 yeah. of the search for Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh's MIA turns up in 20 years as like a rugby coach in Australia. <laughs> he just has a mustache. That's when he changed. Yeah. Crazy disguise. Yeah, there wasn't anything else changed about him except for the mustache. <laughs> and again, in 20 years, Jim Harbaugh will be like 75, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah. You know what I was thinking about, though? Like, I kind of thought just because of the way he's aged, it seems like in the last six years, he seems like he was like 35 when he got here. Now he's 55 now. He's he kind of seems like like I was like, oh, maybe he'll retire. But no, like, I don't I think he's still got 10 years at him, you know, so like to coach. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. It just seems like he's I think it was just because he looked so defeated. You know, this season and last season that I was like, oh, you know, maybe he'll just hang him up. But he's definitely not at the age of retirement. Well, speaking of coaches in college football, I do want to bring up the uh, what was it? Somebody brought up a flight tracker of uh, private jet from Columbus to Jacksonville. Now, it could be Urban Meyer. I'd love for it to be Ryan Day. But is he really going to be like flying on a private jet the week before, you know, national championship game to interview for an NFL job? Crazy things have happened. Maybe, you know, but it'd be impressive to uh, to just like fit that into your schedule during <laughs> right. week for the national championship. I know, right? <laughs> so, so, what do we want to see from this contract with Jim Harbaugh? I know the rumors at least have it at six years, but is there any like specific things that would really I want, benefit? I want it to be a one dollar contract and you make uh you make like 500 grand for every win or something like that maybe not 500 grand but like you have to earn literally every win dude i I was just i was just thinking about that today i was thinking i was like folding laundry or something but that popped in my head i'm like every coach should be like you get let's say let's say you get three years of like a base salary to like if you're doing a rebuild or something right you get three years base salary of you know however many million dollars and then year four when it's supposed to be like your year all your guys your culture is implemented your um you know coaching style play styles implemented into into the program and then that it goes to commission based you get like let's say five hundred thousand for every win you beat a rival you get a million dollar bonus you know those numbers are kind of just picking out of like a hat Mm -hmm. but i mean why not you should be incentivized to win games and prepare, and I think that should be fucking mandatory for all, all coach team. Why not? I'll be honest. I was just going to say, I I would – it's ridiculous that not every coach is like that, and player yeah. in the NFL as well, like, or just athletes in general. Like, I know that there's some guarantees in there because of people, you know, you get hurt and you have to have, you know, uh, a certain structure, but, like, it just, you know, the bonuses for these coaches are like a drop in the bucket for, you know, their compared to their actual thing. And they, I think it should be way more bonus, um, bonus based than it should be the, the base. Yeah. I think it should be like your base salary is like you're a steel mill worker, right? You get like 40 grand a year. <laughs> and then like, if you beat a rival, you get like $2 million. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, that would be incredible! Like, uh, how how hard would you work to beat Ohio State then? If that <laughs> oh was my the case? God, dude! Yeah. Like your Ohio whole State should paycheck, be a ten million dollar bonus. Yeah, your whole yeah. paycheck is based on you just be winning one football game. I mean, I think you'd have a lot better coaches out there. If you win a national title, you just get to become the mayor of Ann Arbor and just like do whatever you want. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, I'm kind of hoping that the contract has, like, a low buyout, right, for That's Jim. It sounds like, right? Yeah. Because I, I want to – I really do want the pressure to be on. I want him to really know, like, hey, if if we have a poor or a down year 2021, uh, you know, we're going to buy you out and move on. That's well, another thing, too, that makes me, like, be, like – He's just like, well, fuck it. I can just like leave then after this year and go to the NFL. I mean, I don't know. There's so many thoughts. Which is, you know what? If that's the case, if that's the case, then so be it. Right. Like, you know what? If he, in my head, like after all this shit that's gone on and, you know, not only was he underperforming in years one through five, but he went two and four in year six. 
Um, and now, now on top of all that, he's being an asshole through this whole thing and holding out <laughs> and playing with our fucking hearts and minds and everything. And just like, not even acting like he truly wants to be here. I'm like, dude, if you don't go 12 and Oh, next year, 95% of the Michigan's fan base is going to say F you dude. I'm oh, so, yeah. So it, the bio better be low because I don't think he's going to want to play or coach for this team because none of the fan base is going to be behind him in 2021, let, let alone if he doesn't win at all. And then, you know, moving on into the next five years of that contract or whatever. All right. 2021 new year. Supposed to be happy. <laughs> Fucking Michigan basketball nine and oh top 10 AP AP top 10 right now. I was kind even of better, even better for you, Ro. The net rankings came out. Michigan was number six. Michigan State was number 119. I know. <laughs> I I almost, I honestly wanted to tag your friends on Twitter and just be <laughs> like, yo, what's going on? I tried to scroll for uh, Michigan State in the net rankings, and it like it took me a while before I <laughs> exactly. I got carpal tunnel before I could even get there. Uh, it, it is kind of crazy. I mean. One, what was it? One nineteen? Is that what it was? Nineteen. Jesus, that's nuts. I mean, the thing is that it is Michigan State. You know that they're gonna get something figured out. Like, yeah. is this this have uh, maybe they haven't been this bad in certain years, but like they've done this kind of same thing in the early parts of a season and figured it out. And guess what? I'm gonna temper my expectations on Michigan as well because. They did the exact same thing last year. Nine games in, we were like unbelievable, yeah. right? And then it tapered the off. Five, right? Yeah. So I'm reading into I'm reading into it, obviously, but I'm not gonna say, oh, Michigan's an unbelievable team. They're gonna finish top ten, no doubt. And Michigan State's gonna finish dead last in the Big Ten. It's just not, not realistic. But we do have to enjoy the time when Michigan is thriving and Sparty is struggling. Absolutely. Hundred times, but I do I do think this team is better than last year's, for sure. Oh yeah, dude, adding Shondi and Mike Smith was huge pickups. Uh, Franz is now, like you said, he really is hitting his stride. I thought I don't know about you guys, he was so confident stepping up and hitting the three, whereas yeah. before, like he was definitely not trying to hit shoot a three right away. He was trying to drive and then, but if he was wide open, he'd hit a three. So now it's like, he looked like the, the couple were like way behind the arc. Um, and so, another thing too, like you're, like you're going off of, I mean, he looks confident, but he's taking better shots too. That's what I noticed. Cause on the before when he was struggling, like there was one three that he took last game where I think he was going to his right. There's a, a defender right in his face and he kind of gets threw it up. And I was like, what are you like? What are you doing? Cause he, because he was playing so well the past couple you know games, and that was what I felt like we saw a lot more of in the beginning of the season. But his decision-making on, on shooting and everything else is just it's completely improved. He's playing a lot more confidently, taking good shots, playing fucking insane defense. <laughs> we had five blocks. Dude, five crazy. fucking blocks last game. And, and one of those, or maybe even two of those, were on their center at the yeah. rim. And his, the rim. Arm, his arm was like a foot and a half over the rim. I'm like, dude... So now you can hit the three, you can drive, you can dribble, and, and you can, can defend at, at the at the bucket. Like that's pretty. He had crazy. a steal too. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I there I can't say enough good things about Michigan basketball right now. Because like I mean, I'll also our fucking Women's? guy, big big Dickinson energy, Jesus Christ. That's like, right, dude. Unreal. First of all, you can get your t-shirts, Venmo us uh, at Justin Rowe or Hit, hit up our DMs on Instagram or Twitter. We've got them for sale. They're about to come out and be so fire once we get these shirts out. <laughs> get them um, while they're hot. Get them while they're hot. Fourth time in a row, I want to say, or fourth time Big in Ten five weeks. Player of the week, right? Freshman player of the week uh, in the Big Ten. So, dude, I mean, the dude's just unreal. He's fucking seven foot two and plays really well on both ends of the court. Unbelievable passer as well. Because that was the big thing I saw yesterday, and Eli even said it in his post-game press conference. He was like, yeah, they tried to double Hunter, and guess what? That actually worked out even more so in our favor because he could kick it out to us, and we drilled our three. So 
it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't type of thing if you're guarding Michigan. And another thing we saw from him too is he was he was um taking some nice shots from uh God. Like the elbow? Like, yeah, the elbow. That's what I'm talking about. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is this word? Elbow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, he had two nice shots from the elbow. Nothing but net. I mean, the fact that he can sh- he's showing off, he can pull up a little bit and, you know, make a shot if he needs to. I mean, he's his he's just getting better and better every game. He awesome. really is. He's, he's like I, the I thought, Jake Rudock of Michigan basketball <laughs> this year. I thought he was, like, agile, too, like, on defense. <laughs> like, he moved around the court, you know what I mean? And, like, covered – Guys who weren't necessarily, you know, the opposing team's center. He was also able to cover, like, some of those smaller guys who were traditionally a little faster, and he kept up with them. So I was really impressed. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's – comparing him to Teske is, like, they li- they literally aren't even on – like, freshman year Hunter Dickinson is already ten times better than even probably junior year Teske was. Um, junior year Teske was good, man. I like junior, junior year Teske was very, very good. Senior yeah. year Tex- Teske was bad. But, like, I, I know Teske hit some threes his junior year, and that was where, you know, and he was really good on, on defense. Um, but it's it just I, – I just think that in terms of their offensive game and athletic ability, Hunter is, like, on another level, and he's only nine games into his college career. Um, what do you think about this? I mean – I remember the announcer like three games in being like, do you think Hunter Dickinson's a one and done? And everyone laughed at him and, and everyone on Twitter was like, there's no fucking way. Is there a chance that he's a one and done? I mean, I definitely think there's plenty that he can improve on. I, I hope he's not a one and done. I think he's very, very talented, but I'd hate for him to, you know, turn out like a Mitch McGarry when if he would have stuck around for maybe a year or two to develop you know, he would have had a better shot. So I, I hope he's not a one and done. I think if he does choose to go, I think he, I think he'll get drafted for sure. Um, but I think he could, you know, I think he'd be better off being a guy like Luke, Luca Garza, who's just improved an insane fucking amount every single year and really cement himself, especially to learn under a guy like Jawan Howard, who's been talented at every level and he, and he succeeded at every level and coached at the highest level with, guys like fucking lebron james i mean why not stick around keep your free ride get an education and fucking just improve your fucking basketball skills yeah i don't think an nba team will gamble like a first round pick on you know on hunter just he hasn't like absolutely dominated in such a like overwhelming way that would like justify it in my eye yeah. I just don't think he's as athletic as what they might want to see from an NBA guy right now. Yeah, I mean, that definitely I think what happens, too, in the NBA is that he uh, he hasn't obviously shown that he can hit the three-pointer, which if you look at most centers now, Anthony Davis is like cash money from three. So, Crazy. you know, if, if you truly want to be one of the best centers in the NBA, you have to have that part of your game. So maybe that will be like the one thing that he works on next year or something like that. You know, yeah. uh, I, I, I could definitely I, see him be a two year guy and done. I, I agree, but I think that would be fantastic. I mean, we got Musa Diabate coming in as a five star center next year. Um, he's only six ten. I say only six ten. Um, but like, I mean, Michigan is going to. It's not. They're going to have guys that can step in. So I feel like even if you have Hunter Dickinson for two years, like. That will be plenty in terms of like the talent that's backfilling behind him and oh, guys yeah. that can step in. So, um, let's see. All right. Um, I mean, the other thing. Well, first of all, he did get a shirt from us, a hoodie. So, if you see Hunter Dickinson rocking a big Dickinson Energy sweatshirt in one of the press game, uh, post game press conferences later this week or next week so or something like hyped. that. I'll Dude, so I can't wait hyped. to fucking tweet that out. It's going to be the greatest. It would be like that months. fucking uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme from that fucking, <laughs> what's the name of the fucking movie? Oh, uh, him and Brad Pitt. Great fucking movie. But he's like sitting there fucking smoking a cigar, like having a drink. And he's like, oh my God. 
That'll be me, 100%. I was like, ah! <laughs> Just know that he did pay for it. It's not an NCAA violation. <laughs> that is true. 100% <laughs> true. I can show you the receipts. We got the, yeah, we got the receipts. <laughs> yeah. If the NCAA comes knocking on my door. <laughs> Have you heard of Venmo? Yeah. Send you a screenshot. <laughs> so I I was going to say this. I mean, so the stat line for Franz was unbelievable that you mentioned, Kalen. 14 points, 10 boards, five assists, and two steals, five blocks. Like, Jesus. are you kidding me? He'll, and then one only one turnover and one foul. Like, I mean, that's probably the best game of his life. <laughs> of anybody's it really is. life, dude. I mean, like, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's across fucking impressive. Across the whole board, and he shot, he shot 40% from three. Perfect from the free throw line. Like, dude, it's just. I mean, that's amazing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, and he was, his plus minus was 23. I saw that. I saw that. He was plus 23. That's fucking insane. Hunter, look, listen to these. This is insanity. Holy <laughs> shit. The plus minuses for these guys right now. Franz, plus 23. Hunter, plus 22. Mike Smith, plus 24. Eli Brooks, well, that plus was probably, 30. That was probably just for last game, right? Yes, this is for this last game. Okay. I was say, that's on the season. Plus for shit. Mike Smith, or for Eli Brooks. Plus 15 for Livers, and then plus 4 for Shondi, plus 17 for, for Terrence Williams. Which, Shondi, I'm surprised he's at plus 4 because he played 17 minutes and had 14 points. They must have been <laughs> scoring back and forth with him or something. Yeah, because I remember he came in. He was just he had a couple threes, had a couple nice dunks. Love like, me some Shondi Brown. Oh, I yeah. I know that was one game that they dominated, and it's a small sample size. But dear God, it doesn't get much better than that in terms of <laughs> minuses for our starters. Dude, Shondi Brown is kind of like my guy though. Like when he gets in the game, I'm like, I'm like, all right, we're about to see some Shondi. Let's get it. <laughs> oh, dude. I totally agree. He uh, I I I want like him and Brandon Johns to be named like the energy boys. Like they come off the bench and it's just like, you know, that no matter what happens, it's going to be like, they're causing a, some chaos in some fashion, you know, Brandon well, you know, Johns I, would almost, I would almost say Brandon Johns and uh fucking Terrence Williams, man. Like the bash true. brothers. Love that shit. <laughs> just great fucking defenders. They're going to go fuck, go for a fucking rebound, dive on the floor. I mean, those are fucking great guys to have. I also loved when Jace Howard got his first points and the bench just went fucking insane. That oh was amazing God. to see. That was awesome. And, uh, I mean, I saw that uh, – I think you, Mish B-Ball, tweeted it out. There was, like, a different angle from under the basket, and Juwan was just in the background, like, yeah, like doing a little, like, Tiger oh, yeah. Woods fist pump a little <laughs> bit right here. It was just, like I, – I felt, like – emotional for them like that had to be a re- like all joking aside that had to be a really really cool moment for juan and then for jace and janine at home mrs howard she didn't get did to she, tweet last night but did she acknowledge yeah. your uh tweet at her no she didn't Damn. i she was actually i i learned this later but she was actually at that guy's uh funeral um the the um chicago like it, it was I can't oh right now I know you're talking about, yeah. Juwan's mentor that, like, uh, is Jace's um, godfather as well. Um, So it was not just, like, that whole thing was not just, like, oh, uh, a Chicago basketball legend died. Like, he was, like, truly really good friends with their family. So that probably meant, like, unbelievable for him to score his first bucket on the night of, of his funeral and everything like that. So shout out to the Howards, like, what a great family. Great what a family. great family. I'm so happy to have that family at Michigan. And I Jet love it, coming, man. hopefully, too. That would be great. Top 50 guy coming out of IMG. Jesus Christ. IMG's basketball team might be better than their football team. Are <laughs> they good? I, don't, I honestly haven't followed their basketball team. So much fucking talent. So Shit. much talent. Wow. Speaking of last night's game, though, it was, what, C.J. Baird's birthday. And there was one time, I think uh, – I think it was the uh, drive after. Yes. That um, Jace like went up, went up for the like layup, and was like double teamed. He could have dished it out kicked to it. CJ 
at the fucking corner for a wide CJ open was three. I was wide open. I was waiting for even the bench. You could see him. They're like, oh shit, oh shit. He was Man. wide open. I, I wanted to see him in a three so bad. Because <laughs> yeah. I was, was probably riding such a high. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. But that that would have been sweet too. But like. Again, we'll temper our expectations, but man, it's so fun to watch this team right now. So we're gonna have fun with it while it while it happens. Cause, goddamn, it's just like, ah, oh, thank God, thank Speaking God. Of fun teams to watch. How about them Ohio State Buckeyes? I don't care. I fucking <laughs> love watching them oh, play football. Yeah, because uh, they played they played before Michigan basketball oh, yesterday yeah, too. I, I was like, uh, they. Basketball. I had fun bums. watching them lose. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, they fucking whooped up on Trevor Lawrence and those Tigers. Holy shit. Man, no joke. I mean, dude, I honestly, I'm like, if we did play them, they would have beat us by 100. Like, oh, no shit, yeah. Literally. Jo- uh, Justin Fields finally played like himself again, you yeah. know, after the last couple of games. And, oh, my God, like. The fact that he could do that against the Clemson defense, well, first of all, I don't know who like who's responsible for it, whether it's Ryan Day or partly Justin Fields or just them being good. I don't know, but they had this Clemson defense looking like they didn't even know what to do. Like they were literally confused on most plays. What was up with Clemson defensive uh, linebackers wearing the like neck thing? There were like three of them, and I'm like, old school football, baby. I love it. The one dude got the one dude got uh, ejected for targeting. So the next dude that came in, identical. Literally, they (laughs) looked like the exact same person. (laughs) They just build them in a fucking laboratory and just send them out there. Well, they've always got a white guy that's built like that. They do. (laughs) Always got a fucking white guy that's got the neck, whatever guard, and like fucking. They look exactly the fucking same. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dabo just you know how they say uh Cox by 90 said that he like baptizes these guys in the in the church or in the river or some shit like that he's like he baptizes them they go in as like a no like a skinny white guy like like just uh nobody he comes back out of uh, above the water he's just got an ingrained cowboy collar on his neck this is like the fucking achilles water or whatever dipping all these kids in oh yeah they turn out fucking like captain america <laughs> comes out with neck veins popping out <laughs> jesus christ man. the man justin fields whew. He was slinging it. I saw at least two 60-yard bombs. Oh, I didn't. I, I I thought he had a good arm, but I didn't realize his arm was that good. And on a fucking dime, dime. like the one we got 65 yards on a fucking dime, I was like, holy shit, Justin Fields. I mean, he stepped up his game big time. And fucking running back Trey Sermon. I think both of his games so far, they compared it to Ezekiel Elliott's um, rushing yards back in 2015. And I think he beat him both games for the Big Ten title and then the semifinal by like five, ten yards. And in the championship game, Zeke Elliott had like 240. Like, if Trey Sermon can fucking match that against Alabama, and Justin Fields can play like he did against Clemson, that'll be a fun game to fucking watch. Two didn't, crazy. Uh, didn't Trey Sermon have like 350 yards rushing or something like that on uh, against Northwestern? Oh, against Northwestern? He had a yeah. shit ton. Yeah. He had a- Ton. I think it's like oh. two thirty. They might it might have been two thirty. They might have, I think they had like total three fifty or something like that. Probably. Uh, probably. Dude, he's a fucking beast, man. They just fucking get guys. Like they just fucking get guys. Dude, they just got dogs. Like they yeah. have dudes that are just like so fucking good and don't ba- uh, back down to anybody. It, it's just like even I was thinking about it. Um, like Chris Olave was a three star, I believe. Really? Dude, how? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Fucking stud. You want to hear something even crazier? I turned that game off at halftime because I was so demoralized about Michigan football. I was like, I honestly watched that game and I said, I don't think we can catch up. I think this is the nail in the coffin. I almost don't think we could beat them for another 15 years. Because it's... The the gulf between us is that big now. Now that being said, 
I went back and watched the second half of the game the next day because I was like, <laughs> all right, I, I want to know what happens. <laughs> I, I think I fell asleep during the first quarter because I wasn't as locked in because fucking Georgia couldn't cover the spread. <laughs> everybody else hit. Everybody else hit, but fucking Georgia That's couldn't true. cover everybody the spread else against goddamn Cincinnati. And uh, I, I woke up and can't beat a Mike's... fucking American conference team. God damn it. What? Right. SEC chance. Get those fucking SEC chance out of here. <laughs> Bullshit. God. All you are is Alabama. Mike, I woke up to Mike Saltino being like, damn, dude, UGA fucked you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no shit. Oh, man. I think uh, they were up like 40 to fucking 20 in the fourth at that time when I woke up. Yeah. Uh, dude, I totally agree with you. I was texting with some other people, Kalen. It's like, look at these teams. Look at these two programs. I'm sorry. I, like... It's hard for me. I I feel like before this year, I was really optimistic about Michigan football, getting it back on track. We've got Josh Gaddis who turned things around a little bit. Joe Milton, Dylan McCaffrey, like, all, like who's it going to be? Even like looking, looking ahead. I remember talking about um, between Milton McCaffrey, JJ, you know, Cade, like, it's got to be one of those, right? Like we're actually probably set for at the quarterback position for the next three to five years. And now I sit here and I'm like, we couldn't possibly be farther from Ohio state. <laughs> and it's so sickening, like truly sick to my stomach. Like we haven't beat them in what, eight years now. And I, yeah. tru- I truly think it could be 15 total that like, you know, unless there's some like miracle play, like it's just like magic happening on the field and like they kick six. six That's what they need. Like, kick six or some magical moment. But like, even those, like you got to be in the game. And I don't so, even right. see us being yeah. in the game. That's a good point. You got to be in the fucking game for that to even happen. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is the problem, right? Is like they are going to, uh, for the foreseeable future, outmatch us at basically every single position and including the head coach, which Ryan Day's already in his second year and has achieved 10 times as much as Jim Harbaugh has in his six years here. Um, and you know, if you want to keep going in the eight prior with Brady Hoke and Rich Rod, he's achieved more in, you know, the 14 years total. Um, and so it's just like, I don't know what I, I, where is like, I'm thinking about this next generation of Michigan fans or even like the generation of recruits coming out of high school right now. They have literally never seen Michigan win. You know, these kids in 2020, they were born. If you're 18, you were born in 2002. So like they were two years old when Michigan has won their last Rose bowl or big 10 uh, championship. It's like brutal, man. they don't remember that. So this next generation of, kids and recruits and everybody else is like, they just see Michigan as just being dominated by Ohio state every single year. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's literally what it is. And you're thinking of it. Like it's all history for Michigan. Just like, I mean, it's winning his program of all time. Yeah. Go back to fucking 1800s. And we were one of the first teams to ever play like recent history. You haven't done shit. You haven't done anything since Lloyd Carr has been gone. That's a good question too. Like, I wonder how, like younger kids who are like getting recruited, how do they really feel about schools like Michigan or Texas? You know, those schools that we look yeah, at as being Texas, like, yeah. like, holy shit, man, like that's it. And they might be like, eh, I'm more Alabama. I'm more Clemson, which uh, obviously they are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel also, like, if- like on, on top of that, the cool factor, Ohio state has the cool factor. 1000%. Mm-hmm. Somehow, how did, when along the line did they become, I mean, obviously winning helps a lot, but when along the line did they become the cool factor and Michigan became this loserville town that like doesn't do anything fun and cool? Because uh, like, I think that, I mean, back in 97 and even early 2000s, like Michigan was sweet because they had guys like Desmond Howard, Charles Woodson, and like uh, Bianca Batuka and like, I, I mean, all those guys, even Mike Hart and Chris Perry, like, had swag to them. Braylon, Braylon had Edwards, fucking swag. Steve Breskin, like, Mario Manningham, fucking like, Jesus, man. Like, honestly, even even if you want to go past that, like, Denard had a lot Jabril. of swag. 
Like Jabril's, Jabril's like, like the last Jabril. guy. Yeah, so like I think that 2018 and 2016 team definitely had some cool factors that it felt like we were like getting back to that point. Mm-hmm. But Ohio State has just kind of like squashed that into the ground and now we're just like we're just the we just let things happen to us and we have no swagger to us, no like edge, no cool factor. Want well, to know the funny thing too is that it seems like when Harbaugh toned down, that toned down. Like we don't like you said the cool factor. Once Harbaugh like stopped being out in the news for like taking his shirt off, having satellite cams, all that shit, like talking shit, tweeting. Like I, I miss when he would like his tweets would be fucking like on Sports Center. I'm like, oh yeah. He's like, like shit talking Dan Tony. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Like I'm like, this shit is great. And ever since like that kind of stopped, it seemed like Michigan football kind of lost its swagger. Like Damn. Yeah, that's that very line? true. I mean, maybe. We're too traditional too. We need to be willing to like step out, right? Like let's do some like all black Jordan jerseys. Let's Lock do in. you know, something. Something that's different but still like everyone can get behind. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's the problem, though, is not everybody can get behind it because you still have eighty-year-old people. Well, nobody cares about the blue hairs. Exactly, yeah. but like they are the ones that. Well, I was thinking about it. Like, who is going to be buying these tickets? You know, like that's true. Like that's the problem. Is they they're the ones that send in a complaint via written letter to ward manual right and like so like that's the one he gets on his desk whereas you and i tweet at him and then he's not on twitter like not checking that you know so it's just like what maybe we need to start writing (laughs) at word clown emoji now print it out and send it (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, yeah i i don't know man it's just like it's so tough like i've even talked uh with people about like moving the student section into the end yeah. north end zone or something like that so we got a maze wall like you're talking about caitlin like Let's that go. truly has yeah. been a conversation with some of these people in the athletic department and it's like dude fuck yeah like let's do it dude. but that the problem then is like then the student section takes up all of the cheap seats you know in the end zones and the only thing left then is expensive seats so you get more blue hairs in the stadium in those expensive seats because regular 30 year old fans like us can't, ex- can't afford them. Well, lower the prices. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what, the, what about this? Like unbelievable. This idea is all just this. a scheme so we can afford tickets. Lower the prices. Economic warfare. I mean, it is true, though. Like, you even see Michigan State has the cool factor. Honestly, they try new jerseys. Their students are so into it. Their fans in general are so into it. And I think part of that is because they have a younger generation that can go to games because their their tickets are much more affordable than Michigan's. And so there's a reason for that, obviously. But it's like, I don't know, it's just like this whole – the formula for Michigan football is just like this – money-making thing but it doesn't the formula doesn't spit out wins it spits out revenue and a full michigan stadium and like tradition but it doesn't spit out winning in the year 2021 yep and as long as the administration's okay with that that's what we're gonna get so which do you do you buy the uh the like argument that if Michigan does keep Jim Harbaugh, they are okay with like the mediocrity as long as they they have like a Michigan man with you know no scandals and they're still making money and blah blah blah. I think that's the message that it sends to the fans, but I don't I don't think that's what it is. I think Ward just fucking loves Harbaugh, and it's gonna keep him because he fucking loves him. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that they're okay with it, right? But that's definitely the message that it sends. And they'll definitely tolerate it, right? Because in the long term, their job is to make money for the university, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, and I think that they're just like we have been scared in the past of like if you move on from Harbaugh, you don't know who you're going to get, and it's it, things are going to be different. Like I think that – a lot of people even inside Michigan are just afraid of change. 
right? And afraid of the fact that, A, you could go back to a, a losing coach, but then also uh, all the things that go with bringing on a new coach, you have to change up, like, how you do things and how they want things, you know, like Harbaugh came in and changed everything. Right. So if Matt Campbell comes in, he's going to change a bunch of things and it costs money. And it's like, it's a tough new relationship and like all that stuff. And it's just easier to think that, all right, let's keep Jim Harbaugh and it's, and hopefully it works out. It's a much easier option. That's for sure. But I don't think it's the right option at this point. Cause it's just like, the easy way to go and you know you you know you've got your nine wins or eight wins you know but i think anybody can do that i mean shit man if we were if we had the same record that harbaugh's had you know already but we beat ohio state that means you know a couple of those years 2016 2018 i mean we've said this a million times it's a whole different outlook on the program because that means there's been big 10 title appearances which in turn means possible opportunities at a playoff i mean fuck man they're right there and i feel like harbaugh is just fucking like god damn what the fuck do i have to do and that probably plays a big part in him you know his change in attitude i feel like just me defending harbaugh here i don't know why <laughs> i mean it's it's kind of valid in a way right i mean because we do get all bent out of shape about you know not being ohio state and the record and things like that but ultimately, his record's like pretty good. It's that's really what I'm saying. He's got a good record for the yeah. most part. It's just he hasn't beaten Ohio State. That's the yeah. fucking thing. That's the kick. One hit him one time. And, and then I I agree with that. Like sometimes I I go back and forth with this too because like yeah he hasn't beat Ohio State, but fucking nobody has. Like yeah. their record. What did Zach Shaw say a few weeks ago? It was like they're seventy three and five. Oh. In the Big Ten, yeah. right? Since he graduated high school, which was 2012. Like, that's insanity. Five losses in conference in uh, in in eight years? Eight years now, yeah. Like, Jesus. You know, like, so I feel for him in, in – I feel for him that if, he was, if he's not at Michigan, if, if that – I mean, that – doing what he did at Michigan is – absolutely fantastic for probably 12 out of 14 teams in the big 10. Yeah. Even at Wisconsin, that that's great, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, even, even, you know, the only two teams where what he's doing is not acceptable right now is Michigan and Ohio state. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hundred percent, man. So I definitely understand why he, you know, why he would be like, fuck you guys, basically, you know, like, this is ridiculous. Try and get somebody else to come in here and go up against one of the greatest teams that's put together one of the greatest runs for two decades. I get that part, too. Yeah. What do you think about, like, um, like Joel Klatt's take that, uh, you know, as Michigan fans, in many ways, we're just delusional? You know, we like, like we should we should understand that as a fact that Ohio State is the behemoth and it's going to take a lot to beat it, to beat them. Right. And we should be OK with where we are. I mean, I, th- I think that's 100 percent like should be a thing. But yeah. what I think the problem is, is you see teams like fucking Purdue, like beating, like blowing out Ohio State. And you're like. They can beat Ohio State by 30, like, one game. I get it. It's one fucking game, but, like, we can't do that one game. Like, <laughs> give us a fucking break, you know? Like, yeah. we're just asking for it to happen one time. That's yeah, all even Auburn. Even Auburn can even beat Auburn Alabama. Auburn can beat Alabama once yeah. out of every, you know, six years or so. And I'm sure Bama's gone on a huge streak, and Auburn probably, probably has too. But I think it's the fact that Harbaugh hasn't beaten Ohio State since he's been here is the problem. Like, he's over. That's the issue. And, and you know what is even I, I I could live with that fact. It hurts. And I think it is obviously the problem, but I could live with that if he had absolutely dominated everybody else. But the fact that he's three and three against Michigan state and yeah. he's lost games that he shouldn't have against them and, uh, and lost every, you know, all these bowl games like that they shouldn't have lost. And it, it's just like, 
I, I don't know. It's that, but on top of that, it's the other little shit that's happened like randomly along the way that makes me really upset about it. And that's where I'm like, all right, I, maybe he isn't the guy because if he was 10 and one or even, you know, nine and two going into, you know, after Ohio state, if he was like literally one and two with Ohio state every single year, then that's great. Like they're one and two in the big 10. Then, you know what? I could at least live with that. Cause we're like right there. And I'm thinking, Oh, it's gotta just happen at some point. But now you watch Ohio state. And like you said, Kalen, they're just on a different stratosphere, dude. And it's just like, they, he's underachieved in not only the Ohio state part, but you can't go three and three against Michigan state when you should be six and oh let's be honest you really should be six and oh you got the punt mm-hmm. you, which they should have won and and i understand he put themselves them into a position to win that game it's like the most unfortunate thing ever but then you've got 2017 rain game where they threw the ball fucking 40 times with john picks, right? and then you have 2020 yeah. where it's like dude how do you lose to that team you know, so it's like it, it, he's just he's lost so many games that he has not uh, that he shouldn't have lost. And they aren't all Ohio State. So I get what you're saying. And I think about it a lot, too, that like, dude, Jim Harbaugh is a fucking great coach. He really is has exceeded, uh, you know, a lot. He, I'm not going to say exceeded expectations, but he's gotten Michigan to a really good spot. But then, like, there's like these hiccups along the way that have kind of like fucked things up. And then there's the final game each year that now, you know, outside of one year, outside of one year in 2016, I don't think they've been within double digits of Ohio state. So even in 2017, I believe that they still were not still double digit loss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, After like John O'Corn threw that pick and then they went on, went down and scored again. And I think it turned into like a 14 point game or something. So I don't know, man, I'm just sick of the whole thing and I'm fucking ready to move on. Let's go find something new. Give me something to be excited about. Like what's your guys level of excitement for next season. If Jim Harbaugh is back, do you have any confidence? No, I mean, unless there's a fucking great offensive coordinator or QB coach that comes in or, you know, I mean, there's not, I think it'll be good to have a season where you're going in and nobody's excited for it just to temper expectations for what will happen during the season and kind of have a more realistic view of of the Michigan football team. Um, But I mean, I think there's plenty of players to be excited about. If they, you know, can produce and the coaches put them in good positions to win and play well, I'll be pumped. But, yeah, I don't have any preseason hype for – I'm not going to have any preseason hype for Michigan (laughs) football this year. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to be hyped for another year of Jim Harbaugh. I mean, uh, my hype will only derive from the fact that I hope they surprise me. Yeah, I hope they do. And it's more like a prayer. For a surprise, right? <laughs> like, that's not, like, hopeful thinking. That sounds it, horrible. Like, I mean, but but in reality, <laughs> like, so true. You, look at, you look at their schedule next year, and you've got to play Washington. You've got, you know, you've got to go to Wisconsin. Uh, you have Penn State at home, or maybe go to Wisconsin, or Penn State as well. Um, I think you go to East Lansing as well. Like, yeah. dude, <laughs> Tough lineup. I see, I see like minimum three to four losses on that schedule, and that's if they're like pretty good, you know. And so, I don't know. I can see them getting back to the to the nine and three team, or and maybe like ten and three if they w- get a good bowl game and win it. But like, dude, that seems to me like it's the ceiling for Michigan football right now is ten and three. Yeah, I was gonna say ten and three is definitely the ceiling. I'm expecting more of an eight and four. I'd be happy with Nate for next year, I think. I mean, as you long as think... I don't have high expectations going in, I'm just like, all right, so, it's, it's so it football. Be, it's gonna happen. So you're saying we should we should go Joel Klatt's route and just be cool with – I think we'll enjoy it. our fucking lives a whole lot better. 
I'm. You know what would make our lives a lot better is fucking moving to Alaska. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm mad that I'm. I'm so fucking mad about this. Like you started the podcast out with Jack. Like we should be just done with football talk and whatever, and only focusing on the nine and zero Michigan hoops. But they're dragging this bullshit out more and more, so we continue to have to talk about it. And it's like. Get it the fuck over with so we can just move on. Yep. I'm nodding <laughs> no my argument. head. People, I realize people can't see this. I'm nodding my head in agreement. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Well, we'll end it with that. Let's move the fuck on from football. Let's focus on basketball. They've got a game on Wednesday against Minnesota. It's actually a great, great matchup. Minnesota's been playing really well. They beat the shit out of Ohio State yesterday. Uh, mm. Michigan's obviously been playing well, too. So this will be another good test for them. Love having a top 10 basketball team again, man. That, this oh, is like, feels good. this is so fun. Um, it, it's really, really fun. Like you said, I can't, can't wait to get to later in the big 10 year where we're playing Sparty and, and, you know, playing for hopefully the, the shot at a big 10 title. Um, Cause I love Juwan Howard, love this basketball team. So you can follow us at blue by 90 on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook uh, at blue by 90 podcast on YouTube as well. Uh, follow i don't know do we have anything else to follow wait we have one we have one more thing to talk about very very quickly what do we got um bro i think you need to explain your connections with spat so all the blog boys understand it and they can (laughs) post about you correctly what do you mean explain my connection uh well apparently you've been fired from everywhere else (laughs) and you're also craig's brother (laughs) <laughs> yeah there was a, so okay wait we we should have started the fucking podcast out with this because I, I forgot about it oh, god. oh god yeah so when when spath on the stadium and main podcast and he came out and said you know talked about his sources that are saying and harbaugh's t- you know shopping around to the nfl somehow that made it to 247 <laughs> Saying that Justin Who is Rowe Justin Rowe. Yeah. And, and I was like, like, I didn't know about it until Brandon Brown texted me. He's like, dude, you're famous now. Like, I was like, he's like, you finally made it. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so I go and look and it's, it just says like Justin Rowe on the stadium and made podcast says that Jim Harbaugh is eyeing the NFL. It's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. So, and then the comments were just so funny. Who is Justin Rowe? <laughs> That's my favorite one. Getting that on a t-shirt. And then oh, what was man. yeah, Kaylin, the one said he's Craig's brother. <laughs> well yeah, <laughs> but it's like, what, it's like yeah, him and Spath and Brandon Brown all got fired from SI. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it says uh Rose, Spath, and Brown all work with SI now. They've been fired from everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <that's what it's laughs> Correction, I've never even worked for SI, let alone anywhere else. So um haven't been fired from anywhere, at least in the media realm. So <laughs> at least in the media realm. Yeah. You gotta go back to McDonald's that. a couple of weeks back, you know. Back I can't that, talk. that Wendy's gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I collected that unemployment check for a while, so there you go. Yeah. So that well, I guess that we gotta good we gotta we gotta ask before we do sign off, who do you guys have for the national title game? Ooh. I got Alabama, I think. I just yeah. they seem pretty unstoppable. But I feel like it's a little bit like that Zeke Elliott twenty fifteen team. Yeah. Could be. Uh, Where who, like who do you got right? You got sudden, Bama or you got Ohio State? I'm gonna go Bama because I, I do think it's I do think it's closer than people think because obviously Ohio State was closer to Clemson. But, dude, like, this – Ohio State's defense is still not very good, in my opinion, which was surprising to see them play so well against Clemson. Um, but I also think that Clemson really, like, they barely got challenged this year, you know, outside of the one Notre Dame game. So they, like, got back on their heels a little bit, and then they were like, holy shit, now what do we do? And so Bama's offense is literally the best offense that I've ever seen in my life. And – they can do anything they want. Devontae Smith should win the Heisman. I agree with Meta Wooten Peace out there, who is oh, like yeah. his uh, his fanboy, which is unbelievable. But, um, I mean, Najee Harris, 
unreal. Mac Jones, maybe better than Tua and Jalen Hurts, both of them. Like, dude, they're just dude, so Jaylen good. Jalen Waddle might be back, too. Is he really? I didn't hear that. Uh, he Holy practiced shit. today. Holy fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna have three first rounders from wide receivers again, and then Najee Harris is probably gonna go in the first round too. Yeah. So, dude, I just I, I think that I don't think that Ohio State's defense is gonna be able to stop them. They might be able to it'll put up a, points. It'll be a fun offensive game. Isn't it like a, a record for the national championship for the over under? I think the over under was uh, like um, like seventy five or some shit like that. Something crazy. Jeez. That'll be fucking fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I just want to see a blowout or a shootout. Sorry, that would be <laughs> awesome. Like fifty-five to fifty-two. Oh that god, would be really fucking fun. awesome. That would be fun. As long as Ohio State lo- loses in the end and then their hearts all break, <laughs> that would be amazing. Because <laughs> I I will say this: I don't think I can take a off season that involves. Michigan rehiring or re-signing Jim Harbaugh after two and four season plus Ohio state wins the national championship in that same season after Michigan hasn't beaten Ohio state in six years. Like that is just the, about as brutal as it gets. I think I'm with you guys. I think I'm going Bama. I mean, they're just too fucking good. Their offense is awesome. Their defense is solid. I think Ohio State will hang with them for a little bit, and it'll be an exciting game. But I feel like Bama's got to come out on top. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Well, um, we might have another podcast out before that, though, later on this week. If uh, you know, maybe we'll do one for for basketball after Wednesday, depending on what happens. So, um, but definitely uh, check out those big Dickinson Energy shirts uh, that we've got going on. Um, you know, we've got them as our pin tweet as well as on our last Instagram post. So, um, we're getting those rolling out this week. And then I, I promise you're, as soon as you see them, like you're going to want to have them. I promise. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> so we're, we'll do reorders if we need to. So don't worry about that, but all right. Uh, we will talk to you all this week. Thanks for listening. Go, Go blue. blue. Go blue.